0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Hey, Blog Talk Listen, it's Tom Hayes on this beautiful Saturday, May 24th, 2014. And yes, leave your troubles behind. Forget about your cares on Beantown. We're in Beantown. And exciting morning. We're going to have lots of friends calling in. And somebody just popped up here, a 202. Is that Marsha? It is. Can you hear me? <laughs> I <gotcha. laughs> <laughs> awesome!
2: Nice to talk to you, Tom. Good morning.
1: Uh, we well, we talked briefly the other day, and I got to tell you how m- much did. your voice and your attitude and your energy and your timing and your pacing just lifts uh, people. And uh, oh,
3: thank you! you know, I'm
1: also <laughs> impressed the fact that um, we, that you have three children and a toddler at this point, <laughs> and do. still doing all the amazing things that you're doing. They keep me very busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just had another caller Is this uh, Colorado 631? No it's oh, Patricia. We got on. Hey Patricia. Patricia, how are you? Good morning
4: Good, I'm fine How are you, Marcia? How are you, Tom?
1: Good
2: morning, Patricia, nice to hear you Nice to talk to you <laughs> Nice to be here Is Enzo
1: with us? Enzo is not today We miss him, don't we? Oh, brother. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: he is, on, he is traveling around the Northeast somewhere, but he'll be back uh, next show. But yeah, uh, I missed I him am already. I'm looking forward to yeah, hearing about his listed. adventures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, he's,
4: and Stephen won't be joining it. us either, sorry to say.
1: Okay, um, well, Catherine well, that's says that's she may be well, calling in through, as she's traveling through the Rockies, so that'll be exciting. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's so, time. Patricia, you and... You and uh, Marsha have never really met. I mean, you've connected through CMN, right?
2: Right. Well, we actually have met. We we met at um Kindy
4: Fest.
1: Oh, last for heaven's year. sake.
4: That was a that was a mob scene there. Kindy Fest is somewhat similar but very different from CMN and the very last Kindy Fest, because it doesn't exist anymore. Uh I was a panelist and um there were, there was a, oh, I don't know, what would you say Marsha? A couple hundred people there? Yes, yeah, definitely. That's
2: so and, and I got new... to hear Patricia speak on the panel, and then we actually uh, went to lunch with a big group. And I, I think um, Tim Seston, who was just on, mentioned that he was out to lunch. We were actually all, all to lunch together, so we, but it was a large group, so we, we didn't get to talk too much individually.
4: Well, not only that, I Whoa. have no
2: memory left.
4: My, my hard <laughs> drive, drug... so I, I need to buy more memory. So
1: good. (laughs) And we just had, now Colorado is checking in. Catherine, are you there?
5: Hi, Thomas. How are you?
1: (laughs) Well, now that I have a bevy of beautiful ladies around me, how else can I I be?
5: You have another bevy?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is the bevy. (laughs) I feel like that show, The View. I, somebody had a TV on. I, th- I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, and I got to see the The View, and uh, very exciting to have this, these many women on at the same time, uh, helping us get through this thing.
5: Well, we're uh, now, all
1: Catherine. You're, tra- you're traveling through the Rockies right now. Is that right? Well,
5: not yet. We just finished loading the car. We're a little behind the, the, the eight ball here
1: well we're we're doing we're doing we're still waiting for summertime to show up here in the northeast so so Marcia, tell us yes. uh, tell us a little bit about yourself i was reading i was on your website last night fascinating story, especially the fact that you've you, you're, like i said just said you're so full with children right now in your life, but yet you're just plowing ahead making albums doing your music and uh plus i didn't realize you have a master's degree in psychology, so... It's true. And neuroscience. Yeah. And, yeah. and I
2: actually used to do um, science research, brain research, so it's called cognitive neuroscience, and, and I was doing that for a while, but I've always had the music, um, you know, been doing music in different ways all my life, and um, kind of had a little change of career path, and, um, and this was even before kids, um, and I decided I wanted to pursue music, and... Um, was actually singing jazz and blues for the most part. And then um, Ooh, my daughter Christ. is now my eldest. She's now 11. And uh, when she came along, I didn't want to go to, like, smoky jazz clubs. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, you know, and then started the music just sort of evolved to um, to doing kids music. And so I've been, um, you know, been doing that um, since maybe, well, I started teaching when she was three, um, and, and had done some training and started teaching some kids music and the songs started coming and I started writing songs and um, and here we are <laughs> now I, and then I made my first record um, actually I, I had been writing song, writing kids songs and and had started performing kids music and doing you know classics and things like that um, and then uh, when my my youngest who is now two and a half was um, was Due to be born, I decided that I better record them or, you know, it would be five (laughs) years down the road and I wouldn't have gotten anywhere. So I decided I would record what I had so far. And um, because I'm a former scientist, a lot of my songs tend to be about science and how the world works. And really, a lot of them came from conversations with my kids or conversations with my students. And um, and so the That that, um, gave birth to a Gravity Vacation, which is my record, and the title track is a song about gravity and inertia, and there's some other songs about different different topics that came up, different science topics and things that came up. Well, I couldn't think of a better intro. Let's go. Go ahead.
5: Oh, I was just going to say it's so awesome because you're perched perfectly for summer reading, right?
2: Exactly. Right, yeah. That's the theme. This, this year's uh, summer reading theme across the country is called Fizz Boom Read, so there's a lot of um, programs going on around the country about uh, summer reading um, and science, so... Um but i don't I, I haven't um you know one of the challenges of doing this while i have three kids <laughs> is that it's it's hard to uh to be uh, as ahead of of booking and all of that and it's you know i have to i book my own shows and do all my own promotion and all of that so um so i haven't been as organized about getting uh getting summer shows booked so i have a i have a lighter schedule this summer than i probably ought to
4: marsha oh, how do people get a hold of your album because I want to buy it
2: well my um, you can buy it in a few different places it's on cd baby it's on Bandcamp and uh, we can uh, post those or give those those should i just give out the or, and I'll, you can you can connect to bandcamp through my website so that's probably the the best way to to um, reach me it's www.marshagoodmanwood.com. dot dot com and it's m a r s h a g o o d m a n W O O D dot com so no punctuation and, and you can connect to my band camp site and um buy it from there or from C D baby and you can listen on Pandora and you know it's all it's out there in iTunes and all that good stuff.
1: You see Marsha now how how blessed I am to have co guests
3: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All,
1: they they, the, the, these ladies are so proficient. They have got all the right cues down at all the right times. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Patricia, for getting that one out of the way. And our call in uh, Patricia had to remind me last week. Our call in number is three four seven nine nine six three nine zero three. And while we're on uh website and URLs, why don't uh Catherine you give yours and then Patricia will give hers and then we've done that part.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> sure, this is
5: going to be a little TMI, I'm afraid, but here we go.
1: It's
5: um, <laughs> Hunk That's H-U-N-K-T-A-B-U-N-K-T-A dot com. dot com.
1: Great. And Patricia.
5: That's my name,
4: She dot com. P-A-T-R-I-C-I-A. S, as in sam h i h dot com uh but Marsha, I was curious I'm sure you're familiar with daniel Levitin's work this is your brain on music
2: um i've heard of it i haven't it's a it's a book right I haven't read that book
4: oh
5: because
2: yes. i' excellent
5: oh
4: my gosh
2: see what uh what
4: your take is on um music's effect brain especially for children.
2: Yes, well, I'm I'm probably familiar with some of the research that she used. I know that, you know, music is so great for for kids' development and especially for language development. And um, I used to also teach baby and toddler music classes. And um, it's really amazing. You see, you actually, like, see the development happening right in front of your eyes, and part of it, there's a lot of really cool research about how movement and um, music are tied together, so you know how we're always doing songs with a lot of actions, and you know, anybody who watches watches a children's performer, you'll notice that there's a, lot of, there's a lot of hand motions and body motions that go with our music, and there's, there's actually a reason behind that. So the, the brain um, really responds to that, and when you're using sort of both sides of your body, it's helping the two halves of your brain, the two hemispheres of your brain to communicate. So the more we do those kind of actions, it's kind of preparing your brain to process language. So that's why all of those movements, why we do all of those m- movements, and it really has an effect. So it's really amazing when you're working with really young kids to um, to be able to add music, and it really helps them um, a- as they're growing. And then plus, there's also the um, it's helping your body to learn how to coordinate actions, and it's helping you with counting and timing. And there's the whole social um, social response when you're you're smiling at other people and you're you're bonding with the the caregiver who's who's helping you sing the songs so there's all kinds of so great stuff that happen with music in little kids.
5: Fantastic.
1: Oh, that's in fact,
5: fabulous. You
1: know, yeah, Dr. Toy covered this last week, right, Patricia?
5: Right, a little
4: bit of it. Um but since Marcia is a neuroscientist, I <laughs> it would have the empirical kind of um information
2: right. up yes well I mean I remember reading this really cool study and I, I don't remember the author but um, they they did some actual research with a, with a group of young kids who were sort of on the verge of really big language development so they must have been um, like one two somewhere in that range and um, they found that as they started to to work with them and and add a lot of music to movement into the music, that it sort of precipitated this big language boom. So uh, that means that, like, right before they started to have this burst of language, all of the, all of the movement really helps that to, to happen.
5: Yeah, there's right, lots and, of
3: research
2: about but, the global brain, too,
5: and how different sounds in music open up the brain to language, um, whatever the language you would like to choose is. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really fascinating. I love that concept of, of babies and young children having these global brains where they can learn any number of languages, not just their spoken language.
2: Right. There's this um, – uh, when babies are born, they have many, many millions of neurons. Those are the cells that are in the brain. And they're capable of, of learning any language in the world. Um, mm-hmm. and, so um, as you as you learn the language that um, that you'll be speaking, you sort of um, strengthen those connections, and the other ones sort of wither away. Um, so right. the more exposure that you have to different sounds when you're very young, the more sounds, you, the more connections that you'll strengthen, and the more sounds that you'll keep as you as you grow. So um, so that's yes, yeah, really fascinating stuff. And
3: mm-hmm.
2: music is its own language. So.
4: Um, you know, there's all this, uh, all these studies about the Mozart effect, and you
1: know. the We have somebody. Somebody sounds like they're uh, by a by a waterfall. Maybe they can mute the phone if they're uh, while they're listening, and then put it back on when they talk. Yeah. Wait, while yeah, we're technical, it do, you guys,
2: do you do you hear a um a little static on my line? Because I could call in a
1: different phone call back. I don't Are know if it's static that? or what, but it th- sounds like. Um, like running water or something. Oh, I, I heard it that away. Too.
2: I think that wasn't that wasn't from my line, but I'm I'm hearing a little bit of okay. static in my background. So I think I apologize that's my line. Being,
1: that. being in the car, so I will mute. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mute and then come back when you when you want to say something. That'd be great. Oh, thanks, Kathy. Okay. Uh, yeah, that cl- that cleaned it up.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, but that
1: yeah.
4: that music is also a form of language, and that if we um, You know, exposed children, and some people say, even in utero, that they will become much more proficient in many other fields, academic fields and language fields and auditory skills. And, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but, um, you know, music as a language, uh, it's a universal
2: language, isn't it? Right, right, well, I mean I have my my own anecdotes about um, music in utero, you know, having three kids i each of my kids has sort of been exposed to more music in utero um, with my my eldest my daughter i really um I, I kind of stopped doing as much um, music outside of the home, especially when she was uh, in utero and and i you know i'm sure there was some music around. I listened to music, but probably didn 't like sing as much. Um, and she she um, likes music, and she has a lovely voice and things. But then my son, who, who was um, 20 months younger than her, when he was in utero, I was singing her lullabies all the time, and I was singing a lot of uh, jazz lullabies, jazz songs as lullabies. And when he came out, when he was a very young baby, maybe like a week old, I was singing one of the lullabies that I had been singing, one of the songs. And he turned his head in anticipation of this... Pitch change, and he clearly recognized the song, and it it wowed me. It really was like amazing. And then um, with my my youngest. Um, When I was, um, like I said, I was making the record, so I was practicing a lot, and he was there in the studio, when I was there making the record, and I was teaching music classes during during my pregnancy, and um, when he was about a week old, I was listening to the rough mixes from my record and playing them for my sister who was visiting, and he froze and was listening to... The the songs and it was clear he recognized them. So that was just for me. That told me for sure that they're definitely hearing what's going on when they're when they're when they're inside. So uh,
3: and, and so my, you went, my youngest like,
2: from
1: theory to practical lab with your own kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> right? <laughs>
3: so
4: Thomas, are you tell us <laughs> that you won't have that experience? <laughs> no.
1: I, well, you know, I I. Uh, my children, who are now in their 40s, uh, continually thank me for all of the years that, well, I insisted that I came from a strong Italian side of my, even though my name is Hayes, I'm half Italian, half Irish, and the big uh, event of the day, as I think it was in the 50s and 60s, was to, everybody had to sit down together at dinner. So I carried that tradition for the there was always music in the background when and it was always great jazz standards et cetera. and so the kids grew up with this you know this great uh, tradition of this the great american songbook and it, it lasts for i mean they just when you elevate them to that kind of uh, level you know they have a, an amazing appreciation for music and development and both of them went into drama and music uh, themselves so
5: Oh, yeah, you know, Thomas, is yeah. so great. I, it's, here comes the waterfall again. Sorry about that. But I wanted to just extol the wonderful aspects of singing together as a family because when we were young, we all sang together on road trips. And it's really quite interesting. It kind of puts everybody on the same page because you're all breathing together. And whether you're just singing along in one big chorus or harmonizing, it's it's just a terrific way of creating community within families and within people in general. Absolutely, um,
4: yeah. Well, I, I have a story about that, Catherine. When um, I was very young, I was probably about two, my family took a trip to Canada from Maryland. So that's a long trip, right? And um, they all wanted to sing in the car. And as a two-year-old, as, a, you know, somebody who was just verbal, I kept saying, no, no, no. <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, did you eventually sing, Patricia? <laughs> Isn't that kind of ironic? <laughs> totally <Toilet. Yes.
2: laughs> Although typical two-year-old, That's typical two-year-old, that's
5: very familiar with that. <laughs> did you eventually sing after, you know, after you kept saying no and the singing started, did you eventually join in, or was it just a no, it was part of the chorus the whole trip?
4: Well, I, I don't remember doing this. It's just, just the funny story that my parents recount all the time because they found so much irony in the fact that I'm a singer now, and I'm always <laughs> trying to get other people to sing.
2: <laughs> it was like, well, you know, it's like toddlers, they have, they they go through their phases. Like my my little guy, um, you know, I, I've been continuing to play even, you know, while he's been going through his toddler phases and his baby phases. And, you know, I would sometimes put him in his – bouncy um there's like the doorway jumper and when he was very little and i would practice a little bit and he would bounce to the music and when he got a little bit older and was crawling around there's we had a little playpen and he would play with his toys and listen to the music um but now that he's a toddler sometimes he'll he'll um be you know really into the music and singing and dancing along, and sometimes he just wants to do something else, and he'll say no, no, and it's hard, you know it can be hard to practice. <laughs> <laughs> so you know they, they just have to they have to go through what what they what they're uh, in the mood for at that moment, and you just have to go with it sometimes. So doesn't mean well, that well, you they, know you uh, like the, the he
1: doesn't the rec- <laughs> the, rec- the recurrent theme since I started this program is that um, uh-huh. of, of all of the divergent paths that went along the uh, you know the, the 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 ultimate path of everybody's life, and whether we delved into different areas. You delved into neuroscience, and you know whatever. But we all came back, came to a point where well, we're at this point right now. We're all connecting, and it's it seems that we we're all going to come to what we were supposed to do anyway, um, right. unless you unless you're totally recalcitrant and decide that you're just going to be miserable all your life and do what everybody else tells you to do. So uh, you know the fact that Patricia you didn't want to sing, but then you became that and uh, and and, all, and you with neuroscience and catherine did you did you diverge, or were you always into music?
5: Excuse me, I really diverged i um, I was terrified to sing in public, I just wanted to write songs, and so I did that and did that, and did that and then i don't know why, but performing for children took away my terrifying uh, that that feeling in your stomach when you 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 know you barf before you perform and barf after, and it's, it's just the worst. And uh, yep. so I kind of gave it up in terms of singing until I found my voice through through children's music, and um, it completely changed. I still adore. I, I adore it, but it, it was very late in life that I came back
1: to that. Yeah. Right, and I, wow. I just, uh, you know, we hear this story almost every week, and um, I, it's fabulous, and it's just a joy. Now, there's talking about. I mean, I, uh, you know, it, 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 it's hard to, to, to phrase this, but it, music is vibration, and. You know, and, and a lot of this, you know, um, when you delve into spirituality, you start to realize that if you reach higher, and, and in science, uh, the, the higher the vibration level, you know, the, the you know, we start to enter places where there's more joy, there's more, um, you know, access to uh, things that you know we don't get from you know day to day experiences. And there's a great movie, a French movie called The Chorus, mm-hmm. and it's a story about a, a gentleman who comes to a basically a reform school and he's there to assemble a chorus for the school and when he arrives there's just absolute pandemonium in this uh school and amazingly even even the headmaster resists this gentleman on his uh, you know on his property on his school and you watch as the movie evolves. Is the more he starts to engage, and and develop the chorus, and the more that music is is played and listened to in the school. Everything transforms, and in the end, even the the, the toughest of the, you know, the juvenile delinquents that were in the place, come over, and there's this just amazing transformation in the entire. Um, building in the development of these kids, and, and it was a true story. So, oh, wow. you know, that's the part. And, and we talked about every week, it's kind of sad we have to talk about the fact that the schools are doing less and less on this, and they don't understand that the the side benefits that, you know, build this harmonious there's not just harmony in the music, but there's harmony in the whole community because of music. Absolutely. I think
2: that. Totally true. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely a lot of – before you said that there was a, that was a true story, I was thinking that there is a lot of truth to that, that I think, was it Catherine who was saying earlier about community building through music, or maybe it was you, Patricia, when you were talking about singing in the car together, um, that I think that there's also been some research done about, like, how, how – you, singing together really does build community. And even if you have groups of people that don't know each other well, when they sing together, there's something transformative about that that really does build community. And so I could see how, you know, with singing singing together, even if, you know, with a bunch of tough kids or kids who are having other issues, it kind of can move you past some of that other stuff and really um, start to change you in a, in a real positive way. So that's really wonderful. Yeah, I think yeah, that... Nice. Um,
4: Uh, Um, As a a personal story, I was doing a songwriting workshop um, in a school, and all the children were contributing to the song, except for this one child who was silent and sullen and his eyes were down and just his back was towards me. But towards the middle of the workshop, he started to become engaged. And, you know, the the teacher had told me that this, this child had difficulties you know, with other children and, you know, the whole social aspect of school. But in the middle of the workshop, he turned around, and he became engaged all of a sudden. And the teacher was totally flabbergasted by this. And he contributed to the song. He sang along. But And it took within an hour to, for this transformation to happen. Wow. So I think that that's one of the transformational...
1: Absolutely. <laughs> with, with,
4: without you
5: know, a doubt. You I... I had a very similar experience just last week, and I was doing an after-school program at a school that's largely Hispanic and mostly Spanish-speaking. And I speak a little Spanish, but not much. So most of my um, work was in language development through songwriting. And a little girl came in with her mother, and she was literally clinging to her skirt. And the teacher just took me aside and said, just, you know, she's all right. She's very shy. She's been here for six months. We can't do anything. We're not sure what to do. And I said, well, let's just see what happens. And within about, I would say, 20 minutes, she came up with me and was doing the movement and then did everything by herself in front of the class.
3: Wow. And the teacher
5: was just like, what? She That's, just couldn't believe it. And it was
1: so, I mean, I started crying. It was just so cool. That's amazing. <laughs> Absolutely transformative. You know, it is uh, you know, it is the magic of m- music. And we talked last week about La Sistema, which is an uh, economist in Venezuela, brought instruments into the barrios in the, the worst crime areas of Venezuela and Caracas. And it transformed entire communities, yep. and in fact, in t- transforming the entire country. So, powerful stuff that you're all doing. Why don't we, what, what, what would you like to hear, Penguin Song or Gravity Vacation, Marsha? Oh,
2: whatever, whichever one you like. I, I like them all. So. <laughs> um, okay, well,
1: let's do, we, play? I think Penguin yeah. Song incorporates movement and music, all the things you were talking about. So, here we it go. It does. When I, when I play that in front of audiences, I tell
2: so dance. Oh, dance like a penguin. Go.
6: I have learned a lot about penguins, I know they don't live in France, they live near the South Pole, near the Antarctic Circle, and I can do the penguin dance. Use your flippers as a guide As you run from side to side You stretch out your wings And hop up your chest with pride And then you Dance. You use your flippers as a guide as you run side to side You stretch out your wings and huff up your chest with pride and then you tap Use your flippers as a guide As you rock from side to side You stretch out your wings And hook up your chest with pride And then you tap, tap, tap Your little web toes, And that's all there is to it That's just how it goes you Use your flippers as a guide As you rock from side to side You stretch out your wings
1: harmony in that what is it? are you backing yourself up there
2: I am yeah, um well, the funny thing was so I actually made the my entire record in one day um oh. you know I, <laughs> I um I was nine months pregnant, <laughs> and um I connected oh. with um my producer um it's kind of a funny story how i uh, how I found him, uh, his sister was a really good friend of of a mutual friend, and the, the, so I guess I should use i don 't know if I should use names, but anyway this this one friend of ours was getting married the same weekend that I was due with my with my youngest child, and so she um, she had a weekend where she was having a um, bridal shower and bachelorette party, and um, even though I knew I wouldn't be able to go to the wedding So even though it was far away I wanted to go and be a part of the festivities And so I ended up sitting next to this woman Who I'd never met before Who was a friend of the bride from college And I knew her from uh, from earlier than that and, um we just got to chatting, and you know it turned out that you know, I told her about my music, and she said, "Oh, well, my brother is a producer, and he lives in Virginia, and this was actually we were in Pittsburgh, um so it was sort of random and then she she um connected me to him, and we were we were next to each other in this like loud restaurant, so it was hard to have a conversation with anybody but the people who were right next to you, so it was sort of um just luck that I happened to sit next to her and that we got to talking. And then, um, you know, I I emailed her brother, and it turns out that he was also expecting his first child within a week of when my baby was due. So when I mentioned the time frame, even though it was a very short time frame, we we got together and got into the studio and we scheduled this one day. And I thought that I was going to have to break it up over two days because I wasn't sure how long I could, you know, stand up and, and do, you know, play and sing. you know, being nine months pregnant, Um, but we ended up doing the entire record in this one, like, marathon day in the studio, and uh, and while I was, and I had intended to go in and record all of the vocals and guitar parts, and, you know, while we were doing the Penguin Song, um, you know, he said, well, did you have any harmony parts you wanted to record, and I hadn't, like, pre-planned any of the harmonies, and we just, you know, he played back the, the, um, you know, the lead vocal, and then I started singing along some harmonies, and, it and so that has three parts of harmony in it and they just kind of came out in the studio and all of the harmonies in the record uh, came out that same way so it was just it was really an an awesome experience and my producer is so talented his name is TJ Lipple and he um he played like the the drums and the the keyboards and all of the other parts Um, That some of them he added later, most of them he added later. Although those drumstick taps for the penguin song he did live in the studio, as well. Um, But really talented guy, and um, I was really lucky to have connected with him. And and hopefully he'll also make my next record. So.
3: And I can just see you two
5: pregnant, pregnant people really doing the penguin
2: dance. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) You have the right penguin shape when you're, you know, yep, when you have that belly.
4: And Marcia, that song won an award,
2: right? Oh, it did. I I had, uh, it got a uh, recognition as one of the finalists in this um, Mid-Atlantic songwriting contest. So um, so that was fun to, you know, for someone else to think that it's, you know to, to like the song and all of that, so I know that the kids like it i i i my, I mean the satisfaction for me is when I perform it in front of an audience, and the kids get up and dance and sometimes now now it's to the point where sometimes people have listened in advance a lot of a lot of times when I play a show i don't really expect that anybody has necessarily heard my music before um because you know they, they I'm not that well known or anything um but now sometimes people come and they've listened and they 'll request it, and that's just the coolest thing, and then they'll get up and dance, and they're you know they're excited about the song so you know that's um that's the reward for me um is, is seeing the kids enjoy it and 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 getting people up and singing and dancing along like that's you know my my goal is to to for us all to be having fun and for hopefully the kids are learning a little something and um and everybody's having a good time together so you know that's that's my whole uh reason for doing this well, well the visuals
5: in that song are great
1: <laughs> yeah you. yeah great the it it really is harmonious just uh, <clears throat> to me that's what stands out um you know in the you know the the upbeat part of it the words the lyrics it's a, it's a great song
2: Thank you. you, know, Thank you. And, and all of those facts about penguins are true. Um, like the emperor penguin is the biggest penguin, and the little blue penguin is the smallest penguin. And, um, I, you know, I kind of worked in some, uh, some facts. That, that song came out of um, when my son, my son, my middle son, was in preschool. And one of the kids in his class was really interested in penguins. So they started doing a unit about penguins. And every day he would come home, and he would tell me all these facts about penguins. And at the time, he was almost as tall as an emperor penguin, and he was, like, really excited. That he was, you know, almost as tall as the tallest penguin, and so he would. And they were also doing a unit about um, uh, France in social studies, so that's where that little line about how they don't live in France comes from. Um, you know, that great. that was sort of uh, you know came out of our conversation. So the the song, you know, grew from there. And fun little story about
1: that. What was, what was the great movie? It was a Happy Feet, wasn't it? Yes. About penguins.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. I think that came out after, or maybe
2: that was around the same time. But I do sometimes, when I'm uh, announcing the song, I do say that I've heard that some penguins like to tap dance. (laughs) A little reference to Happy (laughs) Feet. And uh, to kind of put that image that they could, you know, waddle and tap and, you know, add add those dance moves into their dancing.
4: And then there was a helmet.
1: Go ahead, Patricia.
4: I was just going to say that there was that wonderful documentary called, what was it, The March of the Penguins? The March of the Penguins. And it
1: was
5: French. They obviously wanted to have penguins in France but didn't. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. I have noticed to...
2: now now I really notice all of the penguin there's like a lot of uh, penguin news and, and there's a lot of interest in penguins out there so it kind of um, Oh and there's, there's also popular. club penguin What's that Well they're kind of, they're kind of
5: iconic in a way and, and I think you know when you're working with children one of the things that that just struck me Marcia, is how wonderful it is to introduce real substance substantive information Because, you know, sometimes I think people tend to talk down to children or not believe that they need to impart really solid educational information, and and they miss the point, I think, of working with children.
2: Well, I I mean, for me, I I think maybe because of my background in science, um, you know, when my kids ask questions, I always try to give them, like, uh, the best answer that I can. And even when they were very little, I would try to – even explain their big – they always have big questions, right? So I would try to answer their big questions with, you know, words that they could understand as best that I could. And so, for example, the the gravity thing. I don't know, you were talking about maybe playing gravity, so this might be a good lead into that. Um, um, When we were were driving in the car and um, my son was – was about five years old at the time, and he was watching all the cars go by on the highway, and he said, how do you know that the cars will never float away? <laughs> and my husband said, well, there's this thing called gravity. And then you know, we tried, we're explaining about what gravity is, and well, he's like, well, how do you know that they'll never, ever float away? Like, you know, and, and so we were kind of explaining, well, this gravity is this constant, constant force, and that kind of, um, that's, that's where the gravity vacation song came out of and for that too like i tried to you'll you'll hear in the song um that there's there's a lot of um facts about science in there as well but it's also you know the idea is for us to be all having fun with it and and it's not to like here here's the lesson about gravity but kind of trying to present it in a way that um is kind of a fun introduction to to those ideas so great segue here we go here we go (laughs)
6: From gravity, it acts on every object that you see. It's the force of nature that keeps us on the ground. It's the reason that the earth keeps on spinning round and round. And gravity is not just a good idea, it's the law, la, 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 la. Or batteries or wires, the force keeps pulling 24 hours a day. It never takes a coffee break, so things don't float away. And gravity is not just a. Your body is already in the groove, and when your body is happily at rest, new law of motion says to stay there is the best, and inertia is not just a good idea, it's the law, la, la, getting mad, he hypothesized
2: My husband's line, the um there's no vacation from gravity in that in that conversation, he that was that was his line and that's what inspired that song, that uh, that line. So Love it. Love it. Me too.
5: Yeah, Love you the did. inertia concept too. It's
1: excellent. Inertia is a must. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the enemy. <laughs> You know what I love about the, going back to the penguins, I think penguins are such a great analogy to life, especially the phenomenon of the first penguin. In fact, I love first penguins so much, I tried to grab the uh, URL, and it was long gone. It's a very popular one that other people see that. And this is a show that brings first penguins in all the time, and I, you three ladies certainly are, in my mind, first penguins, because it's the first penguin. Nobody will move. What is the first penguin? first penguin is like the leader of the penguins? Is yeah, that what he's that is? the one that jumps in the Right, he's the first oh, one that jumps in the water.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> oh.
1: You know, the others stand around and will not move until the first penguin moves. <laughs>
2: and then and, everybody follows
1: the first penguin. Got it. Exactly. Got it. <laughs> well, Patricia, you talk about this in, in The Power of One.
4: Yeah, but when you said that about the first penguin, I was thinking – of you know when you explained it I, I, there's also the the dark side of that is lemmings yeah where people just kind of blind not people but lemmings kind of blindly follow the leader um but uh, but you... I like the penguin analogy a lot better It's more <laughs> positive yeah well
1: the well, the um, they they follow, the, but that's the thing. Once he goes, they all go.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they, they all jump in. But they, you know, I think one of the who, I don't who you know I don't know if anyone's ever really come up with the explanation. But to me, the the fact that um, in those movies about the penguins, that in, in both the documentary and even in the uh, the, the cartoon that, you know, there's a big seal, could be a big seal in there waiting for the penguin to jump in, (laughs) Ah. and it's over for the penguin. But as as soon as he makes his move, the entire flock of, if that's what you call penguins, uh, follow. And so, you know, my hat's off to those who are brave enough to jump in the water before (laughs) everybody else, because the rest wouldn't go until we did. And throughout history, even with, you know, you mentioned Newton in that, um, song, you know. Right, and he, right. He was a, it was a first penguin. Right, right. But, oh, I understand. Know, and, yeah, and the bravery that all of you demonstrate in following your passion, and you know, because when we do do this, I mean, you're jumping into the void. It's the same as that penguin jumping into that icy water and not knowing if there is a seal there or not. Um, so we, you know, that's and that's the part that we like to try to give the kids. You know, as an example, and I, every week I'm just amazed at what you ladies bring here in demonstrating that. And over and over again, if we keep saying it lo- long enough, I think kids will believe and s- start to understand that they can follow that passion and that dream and be a first right, and
2: I think it is is—it is a little bit scary, like that when you first start writing songs, and you don't know if anybody else is going to think that it's good or think that, you know, think. they're going to see the same things in the song that you do. And um, I I mean, I came into songwriting fairly late in life. It was kind of after I had gone through some of the science stuff. And I always liked to sing, and I um, enjoyed performing. I did theater and some stuff like that, but I never wrote any songs myself. Um, And then, you know, the songs started to come to me, and I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll just write this one down. And and I did did enjoy poetry. I remember from... Um, you know, high school and middle school, first learning poetry and really enjoying the the challenge of sort of getting the words just right and, um, and you know, being precise with your words. And I enjoyed um, writing poetry. So it, my, you know, my joy of poetry, my enjoyment of poetry, um, just sort of came together in some way for me. But it was a while before I... Um, before I felt like I'm not sure if anybody else would enjoy this, and then it, I kind of gradually started playing some of my own songs, and then I thought, oh well, people seem to like this, so let me keep going with that. But it's you know it is a little bit like jumping into the void because you don't know if people are going to enjoy it or not, or see the you know enjoy it in the way that you do, um, you know. So it, it's you do have to take that risk and just kind of
1: go for it. So I I, um, I,
5: think that I love that and, you move.
1: know. Catherine, you, you got into songwriting before singing. How did that happen?
3: Because
1: I was scared to sing. But <laughs> yeah, I did but love
5: writing songs. I loved writing songs. And I, it's interesting. I, I'm sure I was probably affected in utero because my parents, it turns out, used to write songs to familiar melodies for their friends anniversaries, birthdays, um, you know, births, whatever. So I was always privy to their songwriting, but I, for some reason, never thought to put my words to an original song or to a traditional song. It just came out my own music, and it sort of happened together. And I, I think right. one of the things that's really fun about the songwriting process, it, it does happen so differently for every person. You know, some people start with lyrics and others start with the rhythm or the groove and others start with the melody. And it, it's fascinating the way our brains work. And Marcia, I'm sure you
2: could speak better to that, knowing the little neurons. You do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I think that the songwriting process is different for everybody, and I think you're right that it's just how how your brain is working. Like for me, um, I tend to think of of a, like a snippet of words and lyrics together. Um, Sometimes it's more than a snippet And, you know, sometimes it's a chorus Or sometimes it's a a whole verse And it kind of, you know, comes to me As a thought that's sort of um, combined together I don't know if that makes any sense But I'll I'll hear the music in my head And the words um, And then I'll, you know, record it into my phone These days, because often I'm either, you know Carpooling or doing the dishes (laughs) you know chasing after my toddler so I'll you know record that and then come back to it um so it's it's actually um having the technology changes how you can um what you can do with the songs because I think in the past that those might have gotten lost that I might have thought of it and then you know ended up moving on to the next thing um and then I'll I'll you know sometimes come back to the songs and like for for the gravity vacation song the the verses and the chorus came at very different times i think i had the um part I think I had that chorus that, that, um, gravity is not just a good idea. It's the la, 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 la. That part came to me, um, a long long time before the verses came to me. And then I kind of, um, you know, finished that later. So, um, but I, but I think it, it's true that, you know, we, we, um, you know, our thought processes, uh, affect how we, how our creative, you know, juices flow. So, you know, you just have to, um, go with what feels right to you. And if, if, you know, if you get inspired by the some lyric or you get inspired by maybe a rhythm that you hear or some other, uh, maybe you hear music in some other form, in, in the water flowing or the breeze or, you know, some sounds that you hear in the street, and that might inspire a song for some people, so.
5: Right. Hey, Patricia, how do you write? Uh, all different ways,
4: I guess. I, I tend to start with an idea because my whole thing with children, my whole, my show, my sh- concert series is called Big Ideas, and I was thinking about that when, Thomas, you said something about, you know, th- these are the big questions, and I think Marcia said that, too. They, they, kids ask big questions. Right. Um, so I'll start with an idea. Do I want to address a certain topic, or do I want to talk, you know, write about something? So I'll start with that, and then I might start with a phrase, a musical phrase or a word phrase. Um, so it's, it, it happens all different ways for me. But um, I, I'd kind of like to go back to what, uh, the topic just before this about teaching children to be brave. And I love that mm-hmm. new song, not so new anymore, by Sarah Bareilles called Brave. Uh-huh. Um, I think that um, some children are naturally much more reticent and shy than others, and they have to be taught to believe in themselves and to believe that they can do something which, uh, going back to your question a long time ago, Tom, the power of one, my song, The Power of One, is all about that. And believing yourself and believing that you can make a difference and believing that if you just, you know, try something and stick your neck out a little bit, take that leap of faith, and and you can do it. You can be successful or, or not. And you can learn from failure as well. And that's the each children. teach children.
3: Um, oh. <laughs> hey, well, and I
4: think
2: oh, it's interesting a, that... A, oh, go ahead.
3: Go ahead. Oh, well, no, I was no, just ahead, I please. think
2: that some of these topics come up um, in different ways. And I think a lot of us end up writing about some of these same topics in different ways, and I think it's really good for kids to um, to have different perspectives on some of the same topics, like about being brave or about finding your own voice or um, that kind of thing, and or even just different topics of, of science, like gravity, for example. I know that other people have written songs having to do with gravity, but it's a really big concept, and so... It's a great thing to have different perspectives and maybe some someone will talk about one part of the idea and then it kind of can be a jumping off point for kids. Um, but as far as um, the idea of, of, of being brave and, and, you know, finding your own voice, um, it, it, I don't know if you want to play another song, but that kind of um, – Lead is, leads in a little bit to me to my song Sheep Don't Wear Shoes, which is um a bit about that. And um you know, we were talking earlier about the idea about Lemmings following blindly and uh, that kind of comes up in the song too about not just blindly following Oh yes. Play that one please, Tom Can you? <laughs> uh,
1: I'm, I am I didn't download that upload oh, that one. I'm sorry, but I did download it. Wait um, a minute did I did this, download it. So so is but you know while in? I'm looking for it uh, Catherine and I had a conversation a couple of um, weeks ago, and one of the words, the magic word of the conversation was trust. And well, Catherine, you want to talk about that? that I think that's oh, essential to everything we're talking about here.
5: I do, and trust me, I'm gonna, you're going to lose me in just a minute because we're about to go over a path, so if, I can, if you lose me in mid-sentence, that's what's happening. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, sorry, but it's snowy and kind of a windy road. Um, I'm going to trust that we will make it, though. <laughs> um, trust. I I think, Gosh Thomas, you you tap into that so often in your programs. Almost, I mean, it's a consistent theme. I think for for everyone, that these days it's it's hard to trust. It's who do you trust? Where do you go? How do you trust your heart? And Yay.
1: There we go. You now know. you did it. <laughs> so There it is. Use your bean and we always in bean Town. use your bean, trust your heart, follow your gut, because that is the um <laughs> that is so exciting. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because that's our friend Luke Beachwalker <laughs> from uh, Connecticut. Hey, hang on just a second. I'll, I'll see if he can call in. We'll have some fun with Luke. Hey Luke, you want to call into the show? Luke. I guess I lost him. Anyway, um, yeah, you know that—that's the part that you know. That's that's the kind of, uh, you know, the, the part of all of this that is really that leap of faith. Somebody just mentioned the leap of faith. That you know that we get into that part that that you can't. May isn't so n- m- much science or fact, but it, it's ev- every every individual has to at some point in their life come to that pathway. You know, they take the road less ch- traveled, and they've got to make that leap of faith. If you're going to really become what you were to become in this lifetime, and to be really yeah. happy, you have to be that first penguin.
4: Thomas, you you have this wonderful story, and you've mentioned it before in the show about when you were young and you had cancer and they took your leg and how you were bound and determined to ride a bicycle. I, You know, whenever you tell that story, I think this is a very brave man. And <laughs> with um well yeah. yeah
1: but right and the part that came that the the, the you know as I, I I love to tell a story and I mean I can't tell that story without you know, get, you know almost breaking down every time because it was if you ask me what was the beginning of my life that was the beginning of my life because I realized there was a power There was a voice, and everybody talked, that's what I love about this show. It's in how every week we seem, it just seems to flow to the points I want to cover in every show. Is First of all, the creative part, and the music, and all of the vibration, and the positive stuff, and the bravery. But then we, you know, I want to dedicate, and we've done it today, we've talked so much about writing, because writing, to me was the thing that really got me to that voice consistently in my life. But, yeah, right, here I am, 13 years old, and, and, uh, you know, I'm looking up at a doctor who's standing over me. He's just told me he's taking my leg off. And after I get over the initial shock, you know, I start going down these questions. And whenever I do this in schools, and when I teach, I teach the Socratic method because, you know, first of all, and that's exactly what you do, all of you, with your music is you, you know, it's a transactional Thing you know you get it's interactive you get kids mm-hmm. to to dance to move and everything else unlike a lot of entertainers who are so self absorbed with what they're, what they're doing that they don't make that bridge so mm-hmm. here I am you know and I ask the kids what would you do and they always come up with the same you know because I speak to the same age group as when I lost my leg and I said okay a doctor tells you 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 you've, he's going to take your leg what are you going to ask him and the first thing. We, they all do, which I did, is I bargained for my life. <laughs> I said, well, could I live, uh, okay, if, can I live to 40? And it was interesting that I picked that age. And I asked, and the kids will pick that age. I said, if you could live, I said, okay. They said, well, <laughs> I'd ask them how long I could live if I didn't lose my leg. And I said, what age would you pick? And they said, some gal picked the other day. She said 43 I said, excellent. You know, I says I rounded it off to 40. Why would you pick 43? She said, because at 43, they're old. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And to a 13, that was why I picked it, because my concept of a 40-year-old was my parents who had kids, who had the work, who had bills, who were always complaining about a lack of money. There didn't be, seem to be a lot of reason to live past that point. So I was like, If I die at forty, that's cool. I don't want to live through what they're living through <laughs> And then So then I say to the kids, What's the next age? and they say thirty and I say, Yeah and I says, Now it gets tough, doesn't it? it?" it's what are the thirty year olds? And they all laugh and they go, They're still having fun <laughs> I said, it's You're no,
2: right. <laughs>
1: I said so. I got down to two years. I I, I bargained. I said, "How about two? And he looked at me. And and again, I mean, it's such a a a turning point in my life. And here's this doctor, you know, standing very. I mean, I didn't like the guy at all. He just couldn't. uh, He couldn't relate to a kid. He was he was so caught up in his uh, Harvard degree and master's. And you know, and I and and I totally love this man for what he did for me because he did save my life, but. You know, he he looked down and I says, I can't give you two years and at that point it wow. was just this peace Yeah, this peace that came over with me. But it's amazing that this is a universal thing. Every time I I approach this, I don't lecture, I ask and the kids come up, well, What would you do it when he says two years? And they all say the same thing I did and you can see this acceptance, you know, the word is acceptance that oh, Okay, yeah, I want to live. I want, I want, yeah. to, I want to live the, the past two years. You know, I want to li- live at least a 20, you know, 25, <laughs> and experience those things. And uh, But then when I talk, tell them about now I can't ride the, the bicycle, and I said, and the parents, mo- the mothers were home in those days, and what would happen was that I would get on the bicycle and immediately – the mothers would come. The kids, would, all, Every kid would run and get their mother to save <laughs> the, the, the poor like, one-way kid who was, yeah. who was going to kill himself. And <laughs> this great drama developed. It was fabulous. I loved it. All this attention, all the mothers coming out, taking me off the bike. And, you know, again, the societal thing of don't take that risk, don't take that chance, you'll kill yourself, you don't know what you're doing. And being petrified of trying it myself. And having, I didn't have to do it, because they came and physically dragged me off. And <laughs> But I really got rewarded with the attention. Ah, and internally, I ha- kept breathing this sigh of relief. I didn't have to try it. Well, the day came when nobody came.
3: <laughs>
1: and that was the beginning of my life, because I heard the voice. And I just finished a book um, called Writing Down Your Soul, which is a way to find your inner voice. And that's what... I hope we get from all of these shows is that there is that inner voice that writes the songs that tells you the truth. And that voice said, clear as a bell, ride the bike. And it didn't say it once because I kept, you know, first on trying to adjust what what the heck is going on. What is that voice? You know, can I trust it? And But I kept saying it. Do it. Do it. Nobody's right. here. Do it before somebody shows up. And when I made that push <laughs> off the curb and I found my balance, then... And then everything happened. I knew at that point that whenever that voice talks, that's the truth, and that's right. the trust. And you yeah. were the and,
5: empire P- emperor pigeon of uh, penguin, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I was. The,
1: I was the first penguin. Well, you know. And then it was just miraculous. I mean, you know. And I've written things. When I saw Terminator, I think. Uh, you know, that movie made a profound impact on me. I think it was the second or third one where he's connecting to the kid, and the kid is teaching the machine how to have a heart.
2: Mm. And the machine
1: is teaching the kid all of the advances he can make technologically. And there was this merging. And if you think about it, you know, we're all right now at this point in our lives, We you know, we saw those movies where they have these cyborgs and these androids. But we're all connected to machinery now whether you you know lose a cell phone and tell me that you're not less of what you were the (laughs) day before so that this connection this machine my marriage to that bicycle not only made me equal it made me faster because I was so athletic I was soon with one leg beating all the other kids with two legs on the bike so that feeling when
2: you first when you first Realize that you could ride a bike must have been
1: like this amazing feeling that you probably still remember, right? Freedom, absolute freedom. Yeah. I, I was now, I was now equal. And what I tell cancers, I talk to a lot of cancer survivor patients, and I tell them, first of all, I don't, I hate the term survivor because it it implies victimization and then just barely getting by, and they're still <laughs> basically this victim. And I tell them that there are stages, and one of them was that I got to. I had to play the game of life again. They put me in a pool. I never knew how to swim, so now I'm physically swimming. You know, all these things that you talk about, movement and other things, I was doing. So I was doing things I would, had never done before. So I'm, I'm swimming. I'm riding a bike. You know, I'm playing ball with the kids. And so I decided to get back in the game of life. And because I was so athletic, I was winning. So now I went from the player to a winner and I said, you know, if you win long enough, you start getting to be a champion. And there's a whole mindset that goes with that. And if you're a champion long enough, you become a coach. And then ultimately, you become a mentor. And the last step, I think, which is all of it, and what every one of you do, and this is why I'm so thrilled that I'm, I'm doing this show, is music heals. You become a healer. And you, how many examples today did you talk about kids who were withdrawn or whatever? And through music, you healed that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the pathway that you know you develop these mindsets, and that comes from this whole thing of self-discovery. That you know, every week we get to hear here. It's it's fa- it's fascinating.
4: I, I have a challenge for the ladies here, as well as to any other songwriters who is listening to this show now or in the future, and that is to write a song about your story, Thomas, because I love your story, and I I think well, it would thank just, you. I think it, it would make a fabulous song. It would make a fabulous video um, because yep. it is, you know, not only did you overcome, but you triumphed
1: over your situation.
4: You know, like you said, yeah. it's, not, it's not enough just to survive it.
1: Survive, to, you know, it it, wasn't it wasn't about survival. It was getting – and I tell – uh, when I speak about adversity and things, you see, you know, we all look, especially in this country, I mean, unfortunately, there is some people have figured out that victimization pays off big time in, in many ways in this country because, you know, if you claim a victim, you can win a lawsuit, you can get money. A lot of people have decided to do that because they can, you know, get um, transfer payments from the government or whatever it is, and, they, and it's only a state of mind. You know, it's simply a state of mind, and, and that we've talked about. So, my whole thing is, I think that's you've true. That you know, you, your
2: your your own state of mind and your own attitude um, really affects um, how how things how things go. And you can uh, you can have the same situation or or two people sort of dealing with the same thing, and uh, your outlook and your your attitude of how how you're going to deal with it really. Um, Really makes a difference. So you know you can you can come out of a bad situation, and and be you know like on a much better path, or you can just sort of wallow in um, you know feeling bad about yourself. So it's sort of you you have to take you have to take charge of your own um, your own feelings and your own uh, pathway, or or you can you know get sort of stuck in a, a rut.
1: So, for, for right, sure. and a you know I was just reading in this book about finding your voice. She was talking about that process where when you do that and as a neuroscientist, that the brain itself will carve new um, new pathways in the brain
2: well, and it's true there's even they've, they've done research where um, you know with with people who are who are feeling sad and um, if you if you make yourself smile. There's a physical reaction in your brain that takes place, and your brain starts to release, like, happy chemicals, happy hormones in your brain. And, the, you know, you can, you can make yourself feel better just by doing the action of smiling, even if you don't feel like it. So sometimes just... Um, making that little change can start to trigger other reactions. So it's it's really interesting that, that our brains work that way. But it's like your your brain is ready to help you um to to overcome those sad feelings or
1: or you know, the the struggles that you may have. So you I, know, I and think it's that's so funny. The music that I've been introduced to through all you ladies, every one of you I <laughs> and this is from somebody who is you know, I, I didn't go to the music route, and I know now why, because I was supposed to do comedy and magic and this show, etc. and the music would have probably taken me to a different path. But, you know, when, when you ladies write something, and this is what we want to tell the kids, when you write something that you resonate with, that, you know, seems is your truth, you know, that trusting your heart and everything else, you have no idea the, the vibration and in the, in the imprint that you put on the listener. Because there's many days I wake up here, and the first thing on my mind is either Catherine's song, or Patricia's song, or somebody else's song that I heard, and that song will stay with throughout the day with me. So, wow. yeah. I think when the the element of fear comes in that people may not like, I think it's what people have to develop is you will deprive the you could possibly be depriving the world of some great gift if you don't go. The brave route. If you don't reach out and try to capture that song and share that song,
2: Excellent. and I think that's what that's what people who um, who do a lot of writing. I've said, or people who are like more expert songwriters than me have told me that you just keep writing, keep writing. So maybe um, you know, maybe a kid who's listening would just start a notebook, and when you have an idea, just start to write it down. And it doesn't have to, everything doesn't have to be a complete finished idea. But the more you start to write things down, the more you'll get in the habit of of keeping track of your, your ideas and expressing your ideas and then, you know, who knows where it'll take you. Maybe you maybe you end up um drawing pictures or maybe you end up writing poems or maybe you end up writing songs or maybe you end up writing a book. Who knows, right? It could go in, in lots of different ways. Maybe you decide to become a newspaper reporter or a blogger or you know, there's there's all kinds of
1: um different pathways for your writing. So just write. That's what they say, just write. Exactly and, and and write your voice because nobody has your voice nobody has your story. And right. it is in my I to me there is <clears throat> it is wrong not to share that because you've been given that gift and with all gifts great you know, they they're there to be shared and so if you have that fear, that trepidation, Get rid of it.
2: <laughs> you know, because good, if you're a little bit afraid and you feel like you, you're not ready to share it with everybody else, just write it for yourself. And exactly. keep it somewhere where you feel you you're you know, where you feel comfortable and safe and write down you know, your thoughts, whether it's a diary or just a little notebook or whatever, and then, you know, if, if at some point you feel like sharing it, then you'll know when it's, when it's time to share it with someone. Maybe you just share it with one friend or with a parent or with somebody who you trust, and then you figure out later on where you're going with it. That's okay, too.
4: And, and, and well, on I that,
2: think the – go ahead, Patricia.
4: Uh, I'm curious, Thomas, whether you have another um, Betty and Bucky because that, I mean, your your initial, um, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your initial reason for, for this radio show was comedy and um, stories for children and songs, and I love your Bucky and Betty stories.
1: Wow, thank you so much. And, yeah, let me see if we can, um, oh, here we go. <laughs> oomph, I love oomph. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to Beantown. Today's a big day in Beantown because it's inspection day for all of the spoons and the spoon racers. And all of the beans are up early because they've got to get down to the garage and get their spoons inspected. Bucky is on his way to the garage, and he stops in at the Double Dip. And here's what happened.
7: Oh boy, oh boy, Betty. This is. Um, is, is, it, is anybody sitting at this seat?
8: Well, Bucky, nobody's sitting there right now. Do you mean if you, they're gonna be somebody sitting there later? That could be. That they could be.
7: Well, I understand that, but you know, look. I mean, you know, there's, there's a whole plate of eggs and stuff, right there. I mean, is that because they left or they, you know, go into that little room you have to go to when when you have to go? Are they coming back? Or is it? Well, did they leave? Are you just in?
8: Well, Lucky, I. I, I thought they were going to stay longer, but they left after they ate their meal. And so I haven't cleaned the plates off yet, but I, I don't think they're going to come back. I think they've already finished, so if I clean the plates off...
7: And so... then well,
8: you could sit down. Well, that's what I was kind of
7: asking. I didn't, you know... Well,
8: Bucky, sometimes you don't explain yourself as well as me understanding.
7: All oh, oh, right, Betty. I just want to know, can I sit down at this... Well, t-
8: you could sit down there, or you could sit over over to another table that's clean, but you could wait till I clean this one. You could sit there and help me clean it, or you could just sit there, or you could sit there and watch me clean it, or I could have somebody else help me clean it. Oh, Betty, well, what you, Betty, all I want to know, can I sit down here? Well, that's lucky you can, but I, I, I'll i just get the plate oh, moved for you.
7: Thank you, Betty. What
8: you, do you want... What do you want for breakfast? Well,
7: I would love some. uh, My usual cup of molasses would be good. You know, a little extra warm today because it's a little chilly out there, Daddy.
8: Yeah, Bucky, I don't know if you should be drinking that anymore. The last time you drank it, you know what happened.
7: Well. Yeah, but that never happened before. In, in You know, so what? Once, One time. I mean, you know, maybe that was just a little accident that I had.
8: You seem to have a lot of energy, like extra energy when you drink that stuff. Well,
7: it gives me oomph, that oomph. drink. Wait a minute. Yeah? What's oomph? Oomph. You don't know what oomph is?
8: Well, one time I played volleyball ball with a friend and somebody said I had a oomph, but I didn't know what the oomph was. I just thought it was because I hit my hit the ball. No, no, that's,
7: yeah, yeah, that's putting oomph if you hit the ball right, but no, I'm talking about like this morning, I woke up, and I knew I had a lot to do today, I mean, I had to get over to the garage early, because we had a lot of spoons backed up that needed service, and you know, boss was getting grumpy the last few days, because it's inspection time here <laughs> in, in Beantown, and all the spoons have got to be brought in to be inspected, so they can drive around the streets. And so I had to get him, you know, Robo was there, and, and, and Batty was there, and, you know, I had to get there. So I knew that was going to be a thing. And then Boss, you know, just trying to stay, keep him on the, on the side where so he's not going crazy. So I said, today, I need oomph.
8: Well, I still, do you mean oomph is... Cause you know people are coming to see you, or you were. Does oomph mean? Uh, it's oomph. It's to get through the day. You gotta have oomph. I've had. I know I've had oomph. I think I have oomph today because when I got up, I hit my head on the door, and I said oomph.
7: No, no, that's oops. 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 Oops is not oomph.
8: Well, because it kind of mean the same thing no, as oops. No. Oops or, oops, or Oop. no oops. I don't want to do that again. Oops.
7: Oops. Yeah, that's, oops.
8: Oh, that's oops. I'm talking. That's oops.
7: Oops is not oomph. Oomph is oomph. That, and you, you went oops because you hit your head. That's not an. that's not a oomph. See, oomph makes you go and gives you energy. Like oomph. I got oomph today.
8: Yeah, I, I think I understand what you mean.
7: Yeah, you had an oops moment, not an oomph. I need oomph. some
8: oomph today when I wait on all these tables. That's all you're getting there, Betty. Like, I need oomph to pick up these Plates are in front of you. Yes. And these and these glasses—they drink water from. And 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 I need I need more oomph. Could yes! you yeah, wait a minute, Bucky? Could you give me some oomph? Huh, do you just pass uh, it to somebody? I,
7: you know, I've been working on that. I went I went over to Professor Irwin's and we, we were hanging out in his laboratory. And I told him, you know, this oomph thing—if we could ever bottle
3: oomph,
7: <gasps> man, we could make a lot. I mean, a lot of people try to bottle oomphs. They sell these. Yeah. Yeah, they, they make these drinks that you take, and, and it, it gets you, like, going for a little while. But it doesn't, it's, it gives you a little, but you already, see, the thing is, you've got oomphs inside you. Everybody's got oomphs.
8: It's but, like, do you mean like a pickup and a drive? No, that's, see, that's
7: the, that's the wrong way of looking at it. Like, if
8: when I get in, you get in my mom's spoon, and she could step on the gas, is that oomph? Isn't that yeah, That's close. That's close. So, what you're saying is it could be like gas that you put in your spoon, right? Uh, so if you bottle gas, uh, right, isn't that kind of the me. same thing? So excuse I'm thinking you could me, really make oomph, I'm and you so could bottle it, and you don't even need to use gas for your spoon. You can just use a little uh, bit of oomph, right?
7: Betty, every time you say gas, that happens. Be careful, will you? No,
8: I just heard you say oomph. <laughs> Is a, that a type of oop? That's, no, that's... Because that's gas, I right? I know, that's
7: gas, and we all have gas, and if you keep saying gas, you're going to get more of that it on I don't... I'm well, sorry I'm thinking,
8: that. if we could... That's how cars run, and if I could get some oop, and we could sell oop, yeah, but, I wouldn't even have to do waitresses. And serve plates and food and stuff I could serve oomph And they would tip me really
3: good So you can't
7: serve oomph You either got it or you don't But sometimes you can buy something A little drink or something Or like molasses To get your oomph going You got to get your oomph
3: I think
8: we should try to Maybe we can naturally make oomph That's what I'm talking about You got to have oomph Then maybe we could teach people To
7: have oomph That's the idea To tell everybody That no matter what you feel like If you reach down deep a little bit, you can just get some oomph to get you through the day and through life. And then you can have lots of fun things to do and do a lot of things for a lot of other beings, and everybody's going to be happy.
8: Yeah, I'm thinking tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to, before I wake up, I'm going to dream about what it would be like to have real oomph, natural oomph, not the bottle
7: oomph. And then we could maybe write a song like, you gotta have oomph. Lots uh, and lots and lots. Yes, go Bucky, ahead. I don't, I don't know if I like you singing. But uh, yeah, so it's better than the gas thing, though, isn't it? Yeah,
8: yeah. Maybe you should stick with. The singing well, you know, Betty, I'm like
7: getting. Would you mind going and get me a menu so I can order? Oh, Bucky, and-
8: I have to clean these tables off. Oh, okay. You know, I would have had the table cleaned off, but you keep talking I about. Know, I I do. not And the, the more you talk about, oop, is more that I just stand here in one spot, and that's not really oop. Betty, go.
7: Go get me a menu, please.
8: Okay, Bucky.
1: Thank you. Well, how interesting was that? I couldn't take my ears off of every word. All of that oomph and whoops and that gas. Where did Bucky get all of that gas? I don't know about you, but I'm really interested and I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> well, there we go It's everything we were talking about Isn't it? <laughs> the, that uh, shift in the mind That attitude thing uh, You know, just And <laughs> in, in that, you know, that oomph We have to have oomph <laughs> Gotta have oomph <laughs>
4: Well, I'm sorry you know, to leave the party But I have to go But it was so nice Seeing you, well, not seeing you, but hearing you again, Marcia, and it's really uh, lovely. Patricia, you meet. know, you
1: and Catherine just are a gift to this whole show because you bring in questions and add comments that every week that uh, just make it, uh, give it a, a, a width and a depth that wouldn't be yours. So thank you so much for joining us. It's always a joy. <laughs>
2: Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Catherine.
1: Okay, and Marcia, you're yeah. going to stay, obviously. Let's play. Yeah, um, stay stick around
2: and I, chat with you a little more.
1: Do and I want to. And we were talking about the possibility of getting your kids on.
2: Yes. Now, I I'm not sure if they're uh, if if they will do it. They were feeling a little bit shy about talking on the radio, so I'm not sure if they will join us. Although I think they're listening downstairs, so
1: maybe they will oh, um, great, join me, great, great. and we'll, well, see if, well, we'll see. if we can get them to to come and well, say hello. Right, kiddos, if you are in the mood, with would love, nothing makes the show more exciting than kids on the show. I'm well, going to Maybe play, we should give
2: out the call-in number if there are other kids who are listening who yeah, feel they like calling yeah, in. Yeah, the, the,
1: the call-in number is, let me get back to that page, is 347-996-3903. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I think. And I'm happy uh, to answer I, any I questions Catherine, if somebody has a question. We lost Catherine, but Catherine oh. just came back in. Catherine, are you there?
5: I was gonna say, can a big kid join? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, right. Anyway, I, know, hey, I know
2: everyone's I know. welcome in Bean Town. A lot. A lot.
1: <laughs> Did you get to well, hear and, any of the oomph?
2: Well, no. I, mean, I don't know if you. We were talking about um, maybe playing the sheep to wear shoes song. That yeah, um, I will. You know, I think that that sort of touches on some of the same things that Bucky and Benny were talking about too. Okay, you know, about like finding your um, own voice and following your own path.
1: Okay, let's see if we can It's here it is. It Okay, here we go. No, no, I got That's No, Ninja <laughs> School is playing. That's playing, <laughs> it? We got to We got to do this, right? We got a little uh, it's because I didn't Ah, here it is right there. That come on. Okay. Play that. There we go.
3: That's
6: don't wear shoes, they tell me sheep don't wear shoes, and so I'm usually good, and though I try to obey, well, baby, it's time to you. I'm a sheep with the blue, because I want to wear shoes, they say it's never been done, they ask me how will you run, but now I'm sharing Should I go without shoes? Cause they say she's no issue. I think I'll wear what I want. I think I'll find my own way.
1: for my own view I'll always for my own view I've got it for my own view Woo! Hey! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, you got it all there. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is and hopefully you can even that is a, to That is certainly it, right? the message of Go ahead. Great. Right. Yes. You know, Getting those messages
2: through, but in a way that we can have fun with, right? And think about this this funny sheep who wants to wear shoes, and everybody's telling him you can't do that, or telling it you can't do that. There's no gender
1: to the sheep; it could be either a boy or a girl. So, well, and any, anything that gets kids <clears throat> away from peer pressure, right? Right. You, you know, know, and I was right, going to say
2: something about earlier. You were talking about um, about the arts. In this being taken out of the schools and things, and I was going to say that I think actually people are starting to realize um, the importance of, of keeping the music in there, like some of these messages and some of these ideas um, th- how music can help to um, help kids to learn about different topics, whether it 's you know things like peer pressure and things or or things like science and I know that um, there 's the um, there's the idea of of adding the arts back into science education so there's this there's STEM which stands for science technology engineering and math and now they're right. they're trying right. to make the programs into STEAM which is science technology engineering arts and um and math so that they're trying to um to, to incorporate this idea of bringing the arts into, um, into teaching and, and making sure that we don't forget about the arts. So hopefully we're starting to see a change um, as, as people do realize it. I think the importance of, of, of keeping music and art in our schools and, and using those, those um, creative powers to kind of help us understand
1: other topics too. Well, isn't the whole object to make it a person whole? right right right
2: and i think we haven't forgotten it all along it's just that i think that um in sort of formal education there've been different trends right and and sometimes we we can lose our way a little bit or you know people forget people are trying to trying to do their best and they're trying to to choose, you know, how how we use our time best in school and things like that, and it's just sort of realizing um, how to how to weave it all together in a way that makes sense and that
1: uses our time wisely and things like that, right? So, well, I'm, I'm you're generous. I'm a lot more critical <laughs> about it. I was always critical as a student. I saw the fallacies. I'm a pretty good teacher, and I know why I'm a good teacher because I saw all the fallacies and I you know once in a while I bring this up and it's here's where I will alienate most teachers but it's the truth because I speak to a lot of teachers and I ask them the first question I want you to in your mind see see think through your life and all of the teachers that you've had in your life and I don't care if it was math science English or whether it was macrame or skiing yoga whatever but I want you to show me by fingers how many great teachers you had in your life and I said, I know the answer. It's never more than one hand, and it's usually three fingers. And these are teachers yeah. telling me that they're great. And then I say <laughs> to them, what made them great? I know the answer, and they tell me they cared. And then I say, well, how do you know they cared? And then they say they listened. And I said, isn't it is amazing? In a profession where you're supposed to impart wisdom, that it's a great ones of the listeners. Yeah. Because there's that whole interactive part. So the whole system... Right now, and it's not the teacher's fault, because teachers uh, were students who, most of them, became teachers without going out into leaving the nest. Right. (laughs) And so you've got this perpetuation of what was. Right, right. But, I mean, and... and, and Go ahead. Go ahead, Catherine.
2: Go ahead,
5: Catherine. I was just going to say that there's so much, so many responsibilities have to take on today, because, um, you know, there... A lot of the parental guidance is not there because of double jobs. Or, right. Um, right. It's just very, very interesting how overwhelming it is to be an educator today, and um, I, I do think it's fascinating to follow some of the educational trends. Like, I believe it's social, uh, socio-emotional, social-emotional development is one of the, the trends right now in. In educating and how important <laughs> that is, and what you can do and bring to that through music
2: is is powerful, right? Well, well and you're I think you're too right. that, um, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Oh, well, I was just going to say that I I think that um, you know, teachers are also bound a little bit by outside standards, and they you know they have to follow um, you know, cover certain things in their curriculum, um, and and you know they're, they're doing you know there's so many things that, that teachers need to do but as as parents and and as um you know as consumers of music and things like that we can also um we can be uh, taking the lessons in the classroom and um and doing more with them outside of the classroom as well. So hopefully for things like, you know, when I, when I write a song and it has some ideas about science, maybe that generates a conversation between parents and kids, and maybe they go check out a book from the library or look it up online and, and you know, find something, you know, interesting uh, on their own. So you can – we can't put all of the responsibility just on the teachers in the classroom because they do have only so many hours in the day and many things that they need to cover. Um, so – but we can also exactly. do it on our own outside. And 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 you know recognize that that we have like so much at our fingertips nowadays with the internet and um you know that there's there's many many like wonderful resources online that you know you could print out something for you know to to learn a little bit more say um you know I've got a song about the planet Jupiter and I find out that that sort of sparks people's interest and sometimes that'll you know kids will tell me that they that they looked up. Something about Jupiter or they were talking about Jupiter and so, you know, maybe that gets them interested in the solar system. Maybe they find like some of the NASA resources that are there. You know, you can go online and you can, you know, watch things that are happening on the, on the space station. You can, you know, see pictures from outer space there's so much that that you can find that's just you know only a few clicks away you know so as long as as long as kids have their parents permission to to go online and find some of these things or maybe they look with their with their families there's there's a lot of great stuff out there
1: you're right i think we uh, as artists that's uh because and, and unlike any other age before, there's access to all of this information that wasn't available before. I mean, you had right. books and you had libraries, but nothing of the communication that exists today. And a lot of the learning is going on outside of the classroom today.
2: And that's okay, too, I think. You know, I think you can – it, it can strengthen what you're learning in the classroom. You know, if you're, if you're learning stuff on your own and maybe that inspires a conversation within the classroom or maybe that inspires an activity or maybe that can build on something that, um, that you're learning in, in multiple places. And isn't that how, how we, we learn in general? We kind of learn from many different um, areas of our life. And you, you, you can't just only learn in one place. You, you kind of have to open up your mind to taking lessons from, from everyone. Everything you do. Right, Ka- Ka-
1: Catherine. Have you got some some input here?
5: Uh, just, I just i I think it's been so much fun talking with all of you and having this connectedness that you have brought, Thomas and and Patricia and Marcia. It's really delightful to hear you speak about your work. I haven't. I uh, you know I didn't really know. I'm not really familiar with you, but I I can't wait to get your CD.
1: Oh, thank and, you, Catherine.
5: Uh, Looking forward to hearing the whole thing, yeah. um, Thomas. Boy, these really
1: means. are really these are master classes, aren't they, Catherine?
5: They <laughs> are. I think it should be somehow visual. I kind of want to see everybody now.
1: Well, you know, someday <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to um, set up a studio where we can, uh, you know, do this by way of, um, you know, a meetup or a hangout on, on Google Plus or something or Skype and we will be able to actually, uh, you know, stream it and save it. uh, That sounds awesome. Hey, can we have have a little fun? I want to play, this this song's been on my mind all week, and it's just a great, uh, I'm finding, I've discovered something about the year 1938 that somehow there was a groove or a vibe that uh, came out, and this is, got to do with summertime and this is by a gal i i've got to find out more about this woman because she had her own band she had her own big piece band and um and uh so here it is jerry krueger singing summertime can can we do this yeah, yeah here we go
0: I'm you. Chicken is greasy and weather is breezy. Fish are bumping and the cotton is high where the airplanes fly. Your daddy is rich and your mother is so good looking. So hush a little baby and maybe you won't cry. Here's why. One of these mornings you're gonna start. you'll spread your wings, and you'll take to the sky on high, no lie, your daddy was a millionaire, your mother was a contest, when I.
2: That was, a, that was a great version of that song. Love that song.
1: Isn't that unbelievable? She oh, sounds gosh. a lot
2: like Billie Holiday to me. She like has that totally. Billie Holiday
1: quality to her voice.
2: Yes, yeah, she really and does. In a now, great you're a
1: jazz singer, Marcia, so I'd love to hear an artist uh, uh, critique of that.
2: I mean that was just a fun version. I you know I I loved all those standards. I love to sing that song and have heard different versions of it. That that was really um, fun instrumentation and um, that was that was a cute version. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean I just felt Catherine. Your take on it?
2: Oh, I love it. First of all, I love the big band
5: and the little wailing horns. I just think that's so lovely and so evocative of that era era in music in. It's powerful. I mean, that stuff, that beat, that groove is just fabulous. Um, it's, I think some of those great aspects. Go ahead. To me, it's like lyrically, is that, you know, I'm not sure right now. I'm thinking about really being critical lyrically, and sometimes when I hear an old song like that it's hard to think about wanting your daddy to be rich and your mama to be good-looking. I mean, you know, it's like that's like sort of a classist, sexist thing, you know? And right. maybe it's up to us to kind of change it up a little bit. Maybe your dad is just a good guy and your mom is like plain old-looking.
1: Yes, <laughs> you know... You know. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm laughing because you know I mean it's it, 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 I could also take the point that to a kid you know your daddy is no matter who your daddy is or who your mommy is you know they they right. they are rich and they are good looking you know I mean that's what I hear when I hear there it's like hey kiddo good point. you know get good with point. it you, you you know you're on the planet and you have a mommy and you have a daddy and they're good looking and you know, she's a contest winner, and he's rich, and um,
2: he's a millionaire, you know, our, man. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I guess she added that she in that version of the song they added that little
1: part there, but that's not in the original. So I guess that was her take on it. But yeah, um, well, that's what I loved yeah. about this version is, is her license to take it, and I mean it, that whole. I, you know, I'm a you know when when I get in the zone and I'm doing comedy and I'm especially when I'm improvising, you know, and that's one of the things that that esoteric part of what we do on this show that we can't. I think we slowly touch on every show, and I love it because, again, Catherine, when you talk about trust. You know what we want to tell the kids: there is a place that you will reach, and everyone has talked about it. When you write every day, and when you try to go to the place that is creative, sooner or later, it's coming. And right. every every show we've talked about, every artist has said, "You know, I don't know how I wrote that song because it kind of wrote right. itself." Just Kate, yeah,
2: right. And, and I think as you as you do it, you kind of um, your voice becomes stronger, and you kind of recognize more. Um, um, to trust your voice and recognize, you know, hey, I've got something here that I want to that I want to make sure I I build on or that I you know finish or that kind of thing. At least I'm at least I don't know. I feel like for me it's it's evolving and I'm you know I'm, I, my, I'm still trying to uh, learn as I go. So um, you know I'm tr- I'm starting to trust my voice a little more that when I hear something in my head to make sure that I you know follow through on that idea.
1: Well, yeah, and I think what the the big admission comes without getting too you know crazy, what the rest of the world calls crazy, is that that voice is real, and that's one of the things I loved about one of the most important books I've ever read, and I and I came to it at this point in my life, I guess because maybe I wasn't ready for it before. Was Stephen Pressfield's The War of Art, and he basically says, "Listen, it's real, it's there, yeah, and the muse exists. It's not some fantasy. the the Greeks know it, everybody knows it." And, you know, he even makes, he gets so bold, he says, you think Shakespeare wrote those things? Get out of here. He says, that came from <laughs> the divine. You know, he says, and Mozart, come on, five years old, and the kids come pumping out symphonies that nobody's been able to replicate since, you know. So yes, there is amazing. that thing, and it's yours. And, and Winton Marsalis said it in one of his shows, he said, he was talking about Thelonious Monk, and he said Thelonious had a pathway to, to, the, to the divine that nobody else could access and that applies to everybody on the planet is that everybody has their own pathway to the, to the divine that only you can access it all takes right. us all I mean the you same could place. look at
2: it whether or not you um you know whether or not you uh, go with that philosophy you could also just look at it as that each one of us has their own individual um personality and gifts and perspective yep. and Absolutely. whatever you create is going to be different from the the person next to you exactly. and you know you you need to um Express your own your own ideas because maybe you have something to say that's um, that's you know different and and wonderful and you you should feel feel like that's something worth saying. So yeah, it's very your,
5: easy to get into a place yeah. where we compare ourselves to others
3: yeah, and you know right.
5: worry about whether we have something as important to say as someone else or or that our work is valuable and different and. I do think that 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 trust your heart, Thomas, that you um, impart so beautifully that that's that's what we all need to do. We really need to trust the heart um, that we find inside of us and find our wings
3: and that's, that's a great message. I'm
2: glad that you're I'm glad that you're here um stressing this to to everybody every week and that you're that you're allowing us to come on and and talk about, you know, our process and 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 uh, you know, our perspective on things too. So, I mean, it's really I, I hope that the kids who are listening um, you know, go in and and share with us or come back and share with you on the show one day their, you know, their creations and yeah, their ideas. Yeah, exactly. They you
1: know. say I heard you know and that's why i'm saying you know being led down this path i mean this this was you know just as strong as that voice told me to kick off the curb and ride the bike i finished i was doing a um podcasts that were mostly for you know comedy and i put the phone down one day and that same voice in the same location came in and said do a kids radio show And uh, it was so profound, I was, like, silent. And people are looking at me because there were other people in the room. And they said, what's the matter with you? I said, you won't believe what I just heard. And I said, "It was what I call wheels in a suitcase. Here we were trying to develop this property for so long. And all we kept thinking was on animation and illustration, which we couldn't afford at the time. And all of a sudden, it just hit me. You know, you're a comedian. You're a storyteller. You can just go to voice, which is... Think of if you had to do videos or animation or whatever for every one of your songs. It'd be prohibitive. But to go into a studio today, thanks to the technology, it's all affordable.
2: Right, right. Hey,
1: you know, and even the show is affordable. You know, okay. And that's what I, I, I tell kids in the classroom. Today, most kids have cell phones. And I say, in, in your hand is one of the most powerful mach- machines, technology, whatever, to ever come across because all of those things we talked about today your voice et cetera, can be broadcast to the world and nobody can right. stop you.
0: Right.
1: You know, and so it is a it is a magical age that if if they go to the resources inside which is trusting their heart and following their gut and using their brain that's the important thing is that you know when that's just why I get a little exercised about school and curriculum, et cetera, because it's awful. If if they take away the arts and emotions and feelings and expression, they're just focusing on the brain. And that's very important, but it is not the whole person. It's not yeah, the real powerful to, stuff. <clears throat> that's true. We have to remember we have to remember to to feed our souls too. Right? Exactly. <laughs> keep, keep everything going. Right. Exactly. And you know, I mean I always tell people, um, you know, when I talk about motivation, I, t- I talked about team building and things to corporations, and then they say, you know, they're all talking about goals, 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 goals. Yeah, goals are important, but I say, a goal answers the question what. In other words, this is what I want to perform uh, or do. But I said, what would you, ra- if you were in, in, in a battle, You know, go go through through time. Who would you you rather have as an opponent? Somebody who had a goal in mind or somebody who had a mission? Because, you see, a mission is why you do what you do, you see. So when you wake up every day and you want to create music, why? Because I love it. You see, when you reach down into those deep passions... You know, because the person who has a mission isn't going to stop, but a person who's right. got a plan—it's very easy to discourage somebody with a plan. And a plan is in your head; it is not in your heart. You know, right. a the mission plan is the
2: way of getting getting to accomplish your mission. So it's it's good to have plans, right? But it's but not just to but not just having a plan for the sake of having a plan. If you have have your right. your goal your mission behind it, then it then it, then the plan falls into place, and you can. You, you can uh, take the steps to reach reach those goals.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I, I, I learned I'm this from my you child. Again. Sorry, okay, Catherine, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us.
5: It was great, great hearing all of you and being with you. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Bye.
1: It was thank nice you, to talk Catherine. to you, Catherine.
5: Bye. You know,
1: these I I marvel each week is how these. Um, how <laughs> each show takes on a life of its own. And I love the fact that they're archived because they really are workshops for all all kinds of artists, not just singers and, and writers, but anyone who wants whether it's dance or acting or anything else, to hear, you know, you know, people who come from so many different disciplines and you added the whole neuroscience thing today. I mean it's a real gift that
2: Thank we you. can yeah, leave behind. You. And it's nice to get to hear everybody, um, everybody's stories. For, for me, I, I've been enjoying listening and and hearing uh, the, the different stories of how people have gotten to where they are. I think that's always fascinating to me. I think Can that I, uh, you know different things that you do oh, in absolutely. your life make you and take you on a, on the path, and you're you're never. Um, Sometimes you don't see it while you're doing it of where it's leading you, but you just if you keep keep going and um, you know, you kind of realize how the different things that
1: you've done um, are, are leading you in a certain direction and you just, just keep going. Right. Couldn't couldn't be better said. I wanna play one more of your songs. We've got Jupiter sure. or we've got Ninja School. Which would you like? Uh how about Jupiter? Let's go off to outer space. Okay. Or unless, here we go. unless you'd like Ninja School, it's up to you. I'll you it. Maybe we'll do
6: A planet that's mostly made of gas. Oh, why can't you dance on Jupiter? Well, there's no place to put your feet, no dirt, no grass. But I large enough
1: Universal song. Even though th- you can't do it on on Jupiter, you can do it here. And I was right, just thinking right. that Jupiter's got to become one of the favorite planets. There's all the stars. I, it just made me think of a connection that Bean Towners love those planets because they're just like beans. They're full of gas. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, the funny
2: thing is, so now we're actually uh, the, they keep discovering more new more moons of Jupiter, and uh, we are now up to sixty-eight moons of Jupiter. So, uh, oh. so you know, if kids go and, and look it up; they can see if they've discovered any new moons since uh, since I last looked. But um, but they're wow. still they're still discovering moons of Jupiter, which is really I think it's really fascinating that um, there's there's so much to learn about outer space still. So that's that's a topic that I really um, I like to think about.
1: So. Um,
2: I think it's absolutely it's it's fascinating, imagine. and the
1: fact that the more yes. we learn about outer space, and then we go to inner space, you get the two together. woof. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I I think we've uh, this is one of the best shows we've ever had. There was uh, oh, thank again, you again. <laughs> each, each yeah, I mean just uh, it's been a you've fun got a conversation. Great I've really
2: enjoyed talk, talking with you, and it was nice to get to to talk with Catherine and Patricia. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a little
2: can't beat that. Yeah, a
1: little coffee talk, you know. And um, <laughs> you know the, the the discoveries I've the self discoveries I have found in the last few years are um, what I'd love to leave as a legacy for everybody, kids, adults, whatever. But um, when you tap into that creativity, when you when you do find that pathway, um, it really truly is magical. You know, when we do those, all of those stories, th- those stories, none of them were planned or written. We went into a right. studio and just winged it. Wow. And, yeah, and, and did not do retakes. We just went straight, and it was a wrap. And it's we would look at each other. Your, when,
2: you, when you trust yourself, you can, you can create some amazing things.
1: Yep. Yeah, well, we both know. I mean, we look at each other because, I mean, that's the mystery part. You know, and that's the part I try to tell you, is that there is a place as Stephen Pressfield talks about, there is a muse. There is a place where the stories, you know, I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan, and it was interesting to hear uh, they were talking about creativity in one interview with both Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. And they said to uh, Keith, how do you write the songs? He says, it's easy, Mike. He says, the songs are already written. He says, you just got to <laughs> put up the antennae. He says, but they're already there, <laughs> you know. And so many artists talk like that—that that the stories yeah. are written, the, the things—and he puts up. And Mick said, "Well, for me, it's different. I it, I have to labor at it." So there's both mm-hmm. approaches, but there is. Yeah. A, and when Tammy Pooler, who who does those with me, when we when we do those, those <laughs> we have we are clueless as to how we are doing them, and I'm amazed every single time. So it is, you know, it is that magical. Uh, place that we I guess it's a little found. bit of we've, both
2: right you have to both put up the antenna and kind of like be ready exactly. to receive and, the ideas right. and, and and let them come and also just keep keep working at it and make sure you keep that door open and make sure that you sort of like keep that right. voice
1: exactly. so it's a, it's it will a little, not happen both right. <laughs> uh, well absolutely well it, it won't happen unless you go there and that's right. the message is that you have to that's why that little exercise of writing every day Will create that discipline where you're knocking on the door every day, saying, "Hey, come on, where are you?" You know.
2: And also, you, you know, one thing that uh, we didn't talk about is e- even if you can't write, like if you have, you know, some people have issues with um, with physically writing. You can, you can also um, do like a verbal diary. You know, especially now Absolutely. where we have phones and things. So it's just it's expressing your ideas. So maybe your maybe ideas come as. Um, you know, verbal ideas. You right. can record your ideas, and and there's different ways to accomplish it
1: too. So um, you could think about it in in different ways, I suppose. Well, and with all the technology <clears throat> again, transcription will turn it right into writing in front of your eyes. Right. That's, that's true. Absolutely. Pretty amazing you know, what's that, out there now. Oh, it's it's a fabulous time. As much as I resisted it, um, <laughs> in years. It's it, it, it is well. There's a great ad that. Um, Apple has right now of people doing amazing things with their iPhones, and I mean, t- from lighting to sound and and, and uh, it, as a tool of expression, amplifying what you have. It is, it's we've never beyond what we could have ever imagined. You know? Right, and uh, that's that's the beauty of it all. So well,
2: I have well, it's nothing a delight left. To talk to
1: was, you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, and you have such great energy, and be all of the ladies. Um, that, that come and visit the show and do it. You, you, this is what I love: is that you are a shining star and a oh. shining example for kids. Really, I mean that. You, each one of you, and uh, and and, and, the, and the predominance of women doing it, I think is great for, as a role model for the young ladies out there,
2: too, yeah. and and
1: the boys to know that of there's,
2: there's hey, plenty of there's plenty of boys and girls doing it, and they should all. Um, you know, I hope I hope that everybody who's listening gets something something out of listening and enjoys enjoys the music and enjoys the ideas that we've talked about today. So Great. Well I hope you come back. I would love to come back. Maybe we can get my kids to do it next time. We'll see. <laughs> and All right, and meanwhile be great. I hope that um that people enjoy the music and, and they can they can find the record on C D baby. They can come to my website. Should I give my website one more time?
1: Please.
2: Sure, it's, it's www.marshagoodmanwood.com com and it's M-A-R-S-H-A-G-O-O-D-M-A-N-W-O-O-D. com. So I, I hope that you visit and I hope that uh, that that uh, that you guys can enjoy the music at home too.
1: Great, and I hope that you put this as a link on your website so that I our, absolutely you know, will. will. I will. Yeah, thank you so much for
2: having me and being town It's been a it's been a pleasure. <laughs>
1: and we're going to sign off with Joni Leeds I love her song bandwagon because I want everybody to get up on the bandwagon and
2: Excellent.
1: Um, love it alright thanks so much Marsha <laughs> Take okay care.
2: thanks Tom Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye.
6: bye bye <laughs> <laughs> One,
3: two, one, two, three. get up get on the bandwagon just get up get up on it
6: get up get on the bandwagon just
3: get up get up on it get up get
6: Get on it. I'm gonna make some noise today. Get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get
3: up on it. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Get up, get
6: on the bandwagon. Get up, get on the bandwagon. Just get up, get up on it. I brought my banjo today. Get up, get up on it I can begin strumming all day Just to get up, get up on it to hear me play. just get up, get up. Get up. on
1: have a great